1: And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Daily Tamid Lamb Offering. This is part eight of the series. Zacharias was a priest of the course of Abiah. In Luke chapter 1 verse 5 it is written, There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. So Zachariah was of the sons of Aaron. And Abiah was the eighth course of priests. In First Chronicles chapter 24 verse 1 verse 5 and verse 10 it is written, Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. Thus were they divided by lot and the eighth course was Abiyah. In the Talmud, in Ta'anit 26a, it explains that in the first century, Israel was divided into 24 districts, after the 24 courses of priests, it says. The following are the details concerning the Ma'amadot. The earlier prophets instituted 24 Mishmarot, or districts, and each Mishmar, or district, was represented at the temple in Jerusalem by its own group or ma- Ahmad, of priests, Levites, and Israelites. Priests from each of the 24 districts served one week in the temple twice a year. The priests were divided into 24 divisions with each division serving in the temple for one full week every half year. The division was subdivided into six families or groups, and each group was in service on one day in the week. Priests from each of the 24 districts of Israel served during the biblical feasts. So while the course of Abiah was the eighth course, because of the biblical festivals, the course of Abiah served in the tenth week of the first half of the year. The ministry of Elijah is a ministry of restoration in malachi chapter four verses four and five it is written remember ye the torah of moses my servant which i commanded unto him in horeb with all israel with its statutes and judgments behold i send you elijah the prophet before the coming and great and dreadful day of the lord the great and dreadful day of the lord is the tribulation period and following the tribulation period yeshua is going to set his feet down on the mount of Olives." And the ministry of Elijah precedes Yeshua's second coming when he sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives. Today, the rabbis have linked Elijah with the Passover season in the Passover Seder service, which is a remembrance of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. And as a part of today's traditional Passover Seder, there are four cups. And spiritually, the four cups of Passover teach us about our personal salvation in Yeshua the Messiah. The four cups represent the following. Number one, the cup of sanctification. Number two, the cup of affliction and deliverance. Number three, the cup of redemption. And number four, the cup of his coming kingdom. In the book, From Exile to Redemption by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson, volume 1, page 99, he explains that in addition to the four cups, there's a fifth cup known as the cup of Elijah. And this cup is not drunk during the Passover Seder, but instead it is poured out. And the cup of Elijah is to remind us that before the Messiah comes, Elijah will precede his coming. So in his book, Rebbe Schneerson explains, the custom of Elijah's cup is rooted in in the Jewish belief that Elijah will precede the coming of the Messiah. And the Messiah will bring about the ultimate redemption. That is the end of the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. So as a part of the traditional Passover Seder, we have four cups that are partaken during different parts of the Passover Seder service. And then we have an additional cup called the cup of Elijah. And so the cup of Elijah is not drunk, but it's poured out and the purpose of this cup is to remind us that before the messiah returns that elijah will precede his coming so there's fifteen steps in a traditional passover seder and step number fourteen is called the Hallel, and this is where you partake of the fourth cup and during Hallel, a cup is poured for elijah Traditionally, the children go to the door to look for the coming of Elijah, and at this time, Psalms 115 to 118 are recited. Following that is the Great Hallel, or Psalm 136. Then, you drink of the fourth cup, and the fourth cup is known as the cup of his coming, or the cup of his kingdom. And following that, a song is sung known as Haggadah. So, when was John the Baptist or Yochanan the Immerser born? Going back and looking at the details of luke chapter 1 we're told in luke chapter 1 verses 23 and 24 as it is written and it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished he departed to his own house and after those days his wife elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months goes on to say in Luke chapter 1, verse 57, verses 62 and 63, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called or named. And he asked for a writing table, and he wrote, saying, His name is John. So, given that we're told in Luke chapter 1, verses 23 and 24, that after Zacharias burnt incense at the altar of incense and was told by the angel of the Lord that he would have a son, the text tells us that he departed to his house, and then Elizabeth conceived. So, allowing for the laws of separation found in Leviticus chapter 15, verses 19 and 24 to 25, after he went back to his house in Luke chapter 1 verse 23, then going forward nine months, so that would be the tenth week of the year, plus two weeks for the laws of separation, plus nine months, would put the birth of John the Baptist or Jochen on the Immerser around Passover, which is Aviv or Nisan 14. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Number one, after the slaying of the morning lamb and it being offered on the altar, which would be around 9 a.m., various prayers are said. Public morning prayers can be said from the slaying of the morning lamb until noon. Number two, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was outpoured at the time of the slaughter of the morning lamb and the beginning of public prayers. Number three, lots were drawn to select the priest who would burn incense at the altar. This service could only be done once in your lifetime. Number four, Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, or Yochanan the Immerser, was descended from the sons of Aaron. Number five. Zechariah was chosen by Lot to burn incense at the altar of the temple when the angel of the Lord told him that he would have a son and he was to be named John. Number 6. In the first century, the Amidah, known as the standing prayer or 18 benedictions, were prayed every day. Number 7. Two of these prayers of the Amidah is for the end of the exile of the twelve tribes and for the coming of King Messiah. Number eight, the ministry of Elijah precedes the coming of the Messiah. Number nine, Zechariah was told that his son John would have a ministry that would be in the spirit and the power of Elijah. Number ten, the ministry of Elijah is a ministry to turn the hearts of the people, the God of Israel, to the Torah and to prepare Israel for the end of the exile and the coming of the messiah number eleven by looking at the details were given in luke chapter one we could determine that john the baptist was born at passover season and number twelve according to tradition the jews expect elijah to be revealed at passover season In the next section of this teaching, as we continue to look at the daily events in the temple as they relate and pertain to the offering of the morning and the afternoon lamb, we're going to see that the next order of events is the fourth drawing of lots for various duties. Then there's going to be the offering of the minhah and drink offerings. This is going to be followed by the Levites singing the psalm of the day and the morning service is going to end with the people prostrating themselves before the God of Israel. With the conclusion of the morning service, public offerings can be brought by the people of Israel and these public offerings can be brought until the time of the offering of the afternoon lamb which is at 3 p.m. Now when Yeshua died on the tree he not only fulfilled the service of the daily Tamid lamb offering, but when he died, it was Passover. So Yeshua also fulfilled elements of the Passover and being the Passover lamb as well. And one of the customs associated with Passover is the reciting of the Hillel, which is Psalms 113 to 118. And so while Yeshua was dying on the tree because he died at Passover, The people would have recited Psalm 118 verse 22, stating that the stone that the builders have rejected has become the head of the corner, and Psalm 118 verse 25, which is a call for the Lord to save his people. And as the afternoon lamb was being offered, it also was the time of afternoon public prayer by the people of Israel. So that's what we're going to cover in this section of the teaching. To begin with, in the Talmud, in Tamid 32b, it explains regarding the fourth drawing of lots for various duties. It says, He then said, New and old, come and draw lots to see who shall take up the limbs from the ascent to the altar. Then a signal was made to the Levites to prepare for their daily song and worship. This is explained in the Talmud in Tamid 33a where it says, The one who had been assigned the shoveling took the shovel and threw it between the porch and the altar. When the Levite heard the noise of it, he knew that his brother Levites were going to chant, that is, after the drink offering was made. Continuing to describe these events in the Talmud and Tamid 33b, it says, He then commenced to scatter the incense, and after finishing went out, and they went and stood on the steps of the porch. When the high priest went in to prostrate himself, they blessed the people with a single benediction, referring to Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, that is the Aaronic benediction. And in the temple, they pronounced the divine name Yahweh or yod Hai, as it is written. Next was the offering of the minha and drink offerings the minha offering is sometimes referred to as the meal offering in the talmud in yoma 33b it says abaya related the order of the daily priestly functions the trimming of the two lamps precedes the incense The incense precedes the limbs. The limbs come before the meal offering. And the meal offering precedes the pancakes. That is, the high priest's daily meal offering. And the pancakes come before the drink offerings. Next, trumpets are blown and the Levites sing along with the drink offering. In the Talmud in Tamid 33b, it says, The deputy high priest stood on the horn of the altar and the two priests with two silver trumpets in their hands they blew a tiki a teruah and a tiki these are particular sounds of the trumpet when he bent down to make the wine libation at this time the levite sang the psalm of the day in three sections next nine trumpet blasts are sounded in the talmud in sukkah 53b it says Every day they blew 21 blasts in the temple, three at the opening of the gates, nine at the daily morning sacrifice, and nine at the daily evening sacrifice. So the Levites sang a particular psalm for that day. And in the Talmud, in Tamid 33b, it outlines the psalm that was said for each day of the week. On the first day, Psalm 24, the second day, Psalm 48, the third day, Psalm 82, the fourth day, Psalm 94, the fifth day, Psalm 81, the sixth day, Psalm 93, and on the Sabbath, Psalm 92. And as the morning service ends, the people prostrate themselves in worship to the God of Israel. In the Talmud, in Tamid 33b, it is written, and when they came to a pause, a teria was blown, and the public prostrated themselves. At every pause there was a tiki, and at every tikiia a prostration. This concluded the morning daily sacrifice. With the conclusion of the morning service and the offering of the morning lamb upon the altar, there were no sacrifices before the morning lamb offering, nor after the evening lamb offering. In the Talmud, in Pesahim 58b, it says, Our rabbis taught, How do we know that there must not be anything, that is, no sacrifices put on the altar before the morning Tamid or daily lamb offering? And how do we know that nothing may be offered, that is, no sacrifice put upon the altar after the evening Tamid or afternoon lamb offering? As a result, the people's public offerings were brought to the temple between the offering of the morning lamb upon the altar and the offering of the evening lamb upon the altar. And the public sacrifices included the sin offering, the guilt offering, the burnt offering, the meal offering, as well as the peace offering. On average, the sacrificial lamb ceremony took one hour. In... The Talmud in Pesachim 58a, it says, The afternoon Tamid is slaughtered, on average, at 8.5 hours, that would be around 2.30 p.m., and is offered or put on the altar, on average, at 9.5 hours, 3.30 p.m. So, on average, it could have been done at 3.00 p.m., as stated by the Jewish historian Josephus. So, on average, the sacrificial ceremonies took about an hour. In looking at the works of Josephus in Antiquities three, he explains that the evening lamb sacrifice took place around 3 p.m. He writes, And anyone may hence learn how very great piety we exercise toward God in the observance of his laws, since the priests were not at all hindered from their sacred ministrations by their fear during this siege, but did still twice a day in the morning and about the ninth hour offer their sacrifices on the altar. So when the daily afternoon lamb was being offered, as Josephus testifies, around 3 p.m., this is the exact same time when Yeshua died on the tree. We can see this from Matthew chapter 27, verses 46 and 50, as it is written. And about the ninth hour, that would be from sunrise so it would be 3 p.m., Yeshua cried with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Quoting from Psalm chapter 22. Yeshua, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. In the Talmud, in Sanhedrin 43a, it said that Yeshua was crucified on Passover, that is Aviv or Nisan 14, where it says, On the eve of the Passover, today... Orthodox Jews have their Passover Seder on the 15th, so this is referring to Nisan 14, and the Jews refer to Yeshua by the name of Yeshu. The Talmud says on the eve of the Passover, that would be Aviv or Nisan 14, Yeshu, referring to Yeshua, was hanged. In the Talmud, in Pesachim 74a, it explains that the Passover lamb is roasted on wood. How is the Passover offering roasted? We bring a spit or pomegranate wood and thrust it into its mouth right down as far as its buttocks. So, while Yeshua is fulfilling the daily lamb offering since he died on passover he is also fulfilling aspects of the passover lamb as well in the talmud in pesahim 64a it explains that the Hallel, which is psalms 113 to 118 is recited after the passover lamb is killed the passover offering is slaughtered in three divisions the first division entered the temple court was filled they closed the doors of the temple court and the Israelite killed the lamb and the priest caught the blood and then they recited the Hallel which is Psalm 113 to 118. So in the temple it was the priest who selected and killed the lamb but for Passover the individual Israelite killed the lamb. When John the Baptist or Yochanan the immerser who was a priest from the line of Aaron he identified Yeshua as the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world. So this declaration would be associated with what the priest did regarding the daily lamb offering in the temple. So because Yeshua died at Passover, when he died, Psalm 118 was read in the temple. So these words would have been said in the temple. Psalm 118 verse 22, The stone which the builders refused has become the head of the corner as well as psalm 118 verse 25 save now i beseech you o lord i beseech you send now prosperity so at the time of the evening lamb being offered given that yeshua died on passover and psalm 118 would have been recited in the temple in acts chapter 4 peter being filled with the holy spirit in his sermon he quotes from psalm 118 in acts chapter 4 verse 8 verse 10 through 12 it is written then peter filled with the holy spirit said by the name of yeshua mashiach of nazareth whom you crucified this is the stone which was despised of you builders and neither is their salvation in any other so at the conclusion of offering the afternoon lamb around 3 p.m there were nine trumpet blasts that were sounded in the talmud in sukkah 53b it says every day they blew 21 blasts in the temple three at the opening of the gates nine at the daily morning sacrifice and nine at the daily evening sacrifice in daniel chapter 9 verse 21 we see that daniel prayed at the time of the evening lamb sacrifice Even though at this time the first temple had been destroyed and Daniel was in Babylonian captivity. So in Daniel chapter 9, verse 21, it is written, Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And the word oblation is the Hebrew word minha. And the minha, along with the drink offering, was offered along with the daily lamb offering. And so. With the offering of the afternoon lamb around 3 p.m., this is the time when prayers were said both in the temple and by the general population. We can see this in Acts chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 as it is written. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame at the gate of the temple to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. We can see how temple and public prayers were said at the ninth hour of the day, which would be around 3 p.m. from Acts chapter 10, verses 1 and 2 and verse 30, as it is written. And there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a devout man, and one that feared God. He was a God-fearer, and he prayed to God always. And Cornelius said, At the ninth hour I prayed in my house. So Cornelius is a non-Jew, and he is referred to, to hear as a god So what's the meaning of this term god In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 479, he explains, There were a group of people that Judaism regarded as semi proselytes or half proselytes Well, that's going to conclude part 8 of the series on the subject, The Daily Tamid Lamb Offering. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.